You're listening to Vegan Boss Radio, a show for vegans by vegans. We'll be talking about everything to do with living that vegan boss life. And we need a good ending. Yeah, we need a good ending. I don't know how do we end this shit. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode number nine of Vegan Boss Radio. And today we are going to be listening to the latest episode of Joe Rogan, where it's one of his many episodes where he starts to go off on a vegan hating rant. Um, And this one starts off with the topic of Andrew Yang. Yes. So, shall we play the clip? Yeah, we'll play the clip. Okay. But I did hear something. Fine, fine oh, if this God. is true. Don't ruin my did Yang. Did Andrew Yang say that he the, the solution, like some one of, one of the things to stop getting people to eat meat, is to to tax it so high and make it so expensive they don't want it anymore? Oh no! I, I just I can't believe that he really said that. It was one of those things in a in a Twitter mm-hmm. um, tweet, and I, I looked at it on somebody else's page. I just. So what he's referring to there is there was a question that someone asked Andrew Yang during like a climate debate. Um, and one of his responses was to do with, yeah, we should have a carbon tax mm-hmm. on certain items, like things that have a high cost on the environment should cost more. And naturally that will probably have people eating a little bit less of the things that are causing the more, more damage to the planet. And Andrew Yang isn't even vegan. He's not even vegetarian. Oh. Yeah, he's just like using logic and taking into account like the climate crisis Mm -hmm. which i think we all have to at this point um but yeah like stop subsidizing farmers that are growing food for animals Mm -hmm. there the cost will go up right away yeah and then have like an environmental tax on the products yeah so there you go first one out of nowhere saw it i was like i don't want to look into this oh no let me let me let me it check my, it later no listen i enjoyed the shit out of talking to that guy and i yeah. think he's right about universal basic income i think we're going to run into a, a time where so many jobs are removed so quickly that you know people are going to be in a bad place and i yeah. think that if there was something that you know could give them enough money for food and shelter and necessities so you could tide them over while they're looking for employment or try to change their life i think it'd be good for everybody yeah here here i hear the arguments against it too though i'm not you know yeah. some people say it, it kills people's motivation right there's that and then they, they don't have purpose they don't have meaning yeah. they're just getting free money Okay, so first of all, we are going to do a whole episode on guaranteed livable income because we it's something that, that we're really passionate about and our mom has been in support of and trying to raise awareness about this for like the last 20 years at yeah, least. Yeah, at least 20 years. It's not a new idea. Um, Martin Luther King was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, before um, before he was assassinated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a new idea, and we want to really do a whole episode just dedicated to talking about that. But there have been pilot studies where they test um, guaranteed livable income, and yeah, people don't become less motivated or less mm-hmm. productive. It mm-hmm. hasn't shown that at all. Mm-hmm. If anything, it gets people out of constant fight or flight survival mode because they mm-hmm. can actually like breathe and have their necessities covered. And that 
gives more health all around mm-hmm. and like more motivation because like what he's talking about a thousand dollars a month uh-huh. that's not gonna that's not enough to live on yeah that's enough to cover some of your necessities so people yeah. are still gonna work yeah if anything it will create like um, more entrepreneurs yeah um, which is a good thing and it will build local economies like just all around it's better for the environment everything so I don't know who he's talking about when he says people are going to be less motivated. I do want to say, like, thank you to Joe Rogan. There has been so much more awareness about universal basic income, and a lot of people had never even heard of Andrew Yang before he was on the podcast. And Andrew Yang actually does address this concern in a couple interviews where he mentions that the only people that you do see a decrease in, like, work are the young people who choose to go to school Um, or like stay in school for longer and new parents who want to stay home and raise their children so I think that's a really high value for a society for people to actually do that I have to check this live I I can't watch the video it says is this going and Yanks pitched a lot and says government needs to target cattle modify Americans diet to eat less meat now that's weird I don't want you to tell me what to eat here's the thing you can't say that because uh, there's people that would I mean he's gonna experience this there's a whole group online called defending beef that talks about ranchers and the way people look at the cattle industry and that a lot of it has been sort of distorted Okay, so you're going to go to Defending Beef websites uh, for, inform- for like, unbiased information? About the environment? Yeah. Um, that's, like, going to the tobacco industry to get information about, like, the health effects of cigarette smoking. Because all you have to do is create doubt yeah. in people's mind. Exactly. Just doubt. You don't need to prove right or wrong. Just muddy the waters get people confused, spread some misinformation, and yeah, creating that doubt is so powerful in having things like that continue that are so damaging. So that's why we really want to address these issues here. Normally we don't like acknowledge all the vegan haters. I think it's really cool that he's open-minded enough to have these conversations. Oh, totally. But just, just, yeah, take everything he says with a grain of salt. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. And one cow feeds a lot of fucking people. Sure. I mean, a lot of fucking people from one cow. Yeah. And it's one death. I don't know if people consider, like, a cow to be a better life than a mouse. Yeah, have some. Use the whole buffalo is what I'm saying. So, once again, he's justifying eating animals by saying, like, for a cow... It feeds just so many people, and that's why it's okay. Yeah, we did a quick little search on this, and one cow um, can feed 430 people just one meal. That's if um, they're eating like a pound each. Yeah. Sure, you and could probably... And if like a lot of the cow is used, which yeah. I'm sure a lot like goes... But just for argument's sake, yeah. let's say, let's double that. Let's say it feeds 800 yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just find this, like, really irrelevant because he says one death. Okay, but it's not, like, one death. Mm -hmm. It's billions of cows dying. And let's compare that to how much food that cow eats in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So one cow, uh, up until it's slaughtered, consumes about 2,800 pounds of corn. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like how much, yeah. how many people, how many could people that, would that feed? feed? And what if like that corn, like how much land it yeah. would take and resources it takes to grow uh, 2,800 yeah. pounds of corn? Yeah. Imagine if that was like a mixed vegetable farm. Like Which how many funny. more, um, how much more food yeah. we could have if all of the land that was used to grow food for these yeah. cows that people eat were actually like growing all types of foods for all types of plant foods for pe- for people to eat. Exactly. Like context is so important yeah. here when talking about like what's a lot of people to feed. <laughs> yeah. If the cow is supposed to have uh, a, a more important life than a mouse... But if you're buying grain, I can guarantee you that there's mice that have died in the procuring of that grain. When they run that combine over those fields, all kinds of shit gets fucking chopped up in them. A lot of things die. Animals get displaced. Pesticides kill them. When you see buzzards flying over fields after they they cut the crops down, that's because there's dead animals all in there. Oh, yeah. A lot of them. You know, that's just, that's a fact. You know, and if this idea that the way to stop people from uh, killing is to make it to try to alter the American diet, get them to stop eating meat, like it's just it's not sustainable to look at it this way. We're we're looking at it in a dishonest way. He yeah, doesn't, he doesn't know all the facts. Yeah, okay, buddy, you're gonna talk about Andrew Yang not knowing all the facts. Andrew Yang is like king of facts. Yeah. And what he was saying, there was nothing untrue. And speaking of facts, like, you know, Joe Rogan seems to think he knows all the facts about mm-hmm. animal agriculture. Yeah, of course animals die in crop harvesting. And yeah, there's not, vegans don't say that there isn't. But the significant part about this is, is that more than half of the world's crops are used to feed animals yeah the animals that people eat so if say you do care about um the the rodents the mice and stuff and, that get killed yeah. from farming plants by going vegan you are still reducing that yeah death exactly <laughs> so the vegan option uses less land water pollutes yeah. less the solution to causing less ma- yeah. mouse death is yeah. go vegan <laughs> yes and we don't personally know any vegans who yeah. go around saying that they cause zero harm. Yeah. Actually, I did um, bring up a study. Um, mm-hmm. So this is on sciencedirect.com. Um, it's talking about biodiversity. So the title is Biodiversity Conservation. The key is reducing meat consumption. So I'll just read the abstract. The consumption of animal sourced food products by humans is one of the most powerful negative forces affecting the conservation of terrestrial ecosystems and biological diversity. Livestock production is the single largest largest driver of habitat loss and both livestock and feedstock production are increasing in developing tropical countries Hello, Amazon fires. Yeah, Amazon fires. <laughs> um, where the majority of biological diversity resides. Um, it says uh, the projected, projected land base required by 2015 to support livestock production in several mega diverse countries exceeds 30 to 50% of their current agricultural areas. So if this trend continues, they're going to have to keep clearing. Yeah. 
30 to 50 percent more land to yeah. keep up with um, livestock production. It then goes on to say livestock production is also the leading cause of climate change, soil mm-hmm. loss, water and nutrient pollution, and decreases of apex predators yeah. and wild herbivores. Um, so yeah, it's a great uh, a study to look at, um, and we'll put the link yeah. in so you can look at it yourself. Right. It doesn't know all the facts in terms of like nutrition value. There's way more nutrition value in steak, especially grass-fed steak. Sure. Than almost, especially for the way your body digests proteins and enzymes. Like this idea that a plant-based diet is all you need to go by, and that we all need to move on to that. That is not right for everybody. No, I agree. It's just not. And neither is a meat-eating diet. That's not right for everybody either. Yeah. Some people are better off with just fish. Some people are better off. There's a lot of people that are vegetarians. They're fine. Oh yeah. But for him to say that for the whole country. You're wrong. Sorry, Joe, but you're actually wrong on this one. Um, You're talking about the nutrition value in steak. The science just is not on your side with this opinion of yours. Um, Let's talk about protein, but specifically, let's talk about protein packages. Mm. So the Game Changers actually do a really great section on this. It's... um, great to see it like finally being talked about more um but in one of the courses that i teach on vegan nutrition i go over um this study the essentials of healthy eating guide it um one of the authors is dr walter willett and he is um, the head of the department of nutrition at harvard school of public health and in it he says pick the best protein packages by emphasizing plant sources of protein rather than animal sources so the conversation around protein really does need to include this Um, and what we mean by that is when you're getting protein from animal products what else are you getting when you're getting protein from plants what else are you getting so the plant protein package (laughs) comes with fiber vitamin C, lycopene, carotenoids, flavonoids, lignans, so all of these antioxidant compounds. And the protein packages from meat come with TMAO, which is a compound that when um, meat protein gets to the large intestine and our gut bacteria eat it, it's a byproduct. So the byproduct is called TMAO mm-hmm. and it plays a role in um, heart disease and inflammation. And then um, hydrogen sulfide, which plays a role in colon cancer, heme iron, which was often thought to be like more superior because it's easier to the, for the body to absorb. But if, and it's only in animal products, like that's the form of iron in animal products. But now we're finding out that it is um, very oxidative. So it causes like free radical damage, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So too much is definitely not good. And just all of these other compounds that increase inflammation in the body, not to mention the environmental Mm -hmm. chemicals that are fat soluble, so they bioaccumulate in the flesh of animals. Um, One study, uh, oh, and the cholesterol and saturated fat, so that's part of the animal protein package as well. So one study talks about um, or showed that switching to plant-based diet reduces inflammation by 29% in as little as three weeks. So the plant protein packages are anti-inflammatory and 
support gut, like a mm-hmm. healthy gut microbiome. And the animal protein packages have mm-hmm. all of these unwanted um, molecules that are involved mm-hmm. with it. So you can't just talk about animal protein and plant mm-hmm. protein without talking about like all of these other things. So yeah, Joe, just... I don't know. Can you stick to like valid, like evidence-based mm-hmm. nutrition and not just your opinion? Um, yeah. So he talks about the nutritional value in steak. Guess what? I've been looking for something that's in animal products that we can't get from plant foods that would be detri- detrimental to our health for 26 years. And mm-hmm. there isn't anything. There yeah. isn't anything special about yeah. animal products that we can't get from There's just the B12 that a lot of people are confused. They think that animals produce B12. But really, B12 is a bacteria. (laughs) And the animals are given a supplement. And so I like how in the Game Changers movie, they say just cut out the middleman. Yeah, exactly. Like you're taking a supplement by eating the animals when you could just take it directly. And like humans and animals don't get enough because our environments are so clean now, which I mean is a good thing where we have longer lifespans because we're not like getting cholera from our water. Um, But we have to like be careful about B12. Okay, so what? Sorry, buddy. You're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that's kooky. And there's people that are, they're, they're ranchers. They've been cattle ranchers forever. People buy their meat. They they know what's happening. They it's not like they're confused. They don't they know the cow's gonna die and then they're gonna eat it. Mm-hmm. And everybody agrees that this is acceptable and this is a part of being a human and this is the, the cycle of life. Yeah. Now you don't have to agree with that. But for you to say you're gonna change the entire American diet, well that's nonsense. You ain't changing shit. No, no. You're not changing shit. I don't know if that's exactly how he said it. So again, that's not what Andrew Yang is saying. He's not saying, okay, I don't want anyone to eat meat anymore. He just wants the cost to reflect the actual like environmental cost that animal agricultural culture plays mm-hmm. um, on the environment. And yeah, he's saying you can't change an entire American diet. Well, guess what? Like it is changing. It is changing, exactly. <laughs> like, the beef and dairy farms and like animal farms that mm. are going out of business, it's because people are waking up and yeah. it is changing. I know a lot of people were like threatened by what Andrew Yang said about like, oh, I don't want my meat to cost more. And yeah. But for anybody who's aware of like the state that we're in for the climate mm-hmm. and how much we do need to change, this made me love Andrew Yang even more because, like, I swear we were even talking about this on a previous episode. Yeah. I think with Rhiannon, where we were like, the subsidies yeah. need to stop yeah. and they need to have a tax. Yeah, we were. Yeah. And now we have Andrew Yang, who we love already, mm-hmm. um, saying this. Yeah. So, right on. Yeah. Not something to hate on, for no. sure. Um, and that's not at all what he was saying. So, yeah. Anything else? I don't think, well, reading it, I, I can't hear what he said, but I people don't think get roped exactly into that. propaganda. It's funny that he brings up that people get roped into propaganda because that's exactly what he's doing right now. He's roping people into propaganda of misinformation. Yeah, so it just seems ironic that he yeah. would say that. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. And they, I thought he was against propaganda. That's why I like he's like a computer, you know? But when I you, think when you say it about the environment, this is a big one. This is really big because they're always talking about the cattle industry and its effect on the environment. The farting. There's a there's a fucking 
chart on Sh- that Sean Baker's page, Dr. Sean Baker, the guy who's the carnivore advocate. But it's a, it's a st- it shows like in a pie chart how much of the methane that's produced and how much of the effect on the environment is because of the ranching and cattle industry. It's this tiny little sliver. Oh, tiny really? little sliver, yeah. Oh, they act like it's putting yeah. a whole nose-on layer. Oh, dude, it's fucking pollution, man. It's oh, pollution. It's they, factories. They it's cows. trucks and cars. Let's talk about the ozone layer, I think, for the... Okay, so I found the chart he was talking about on Sean Baker's Instagram. Um, it's from... He says the information is from the EPA's website, and it's um, based on uh, the year 2014, um, the total greenhouse gas emissions. First of all, greenhouse gas emissions is only one small piece of the whole climate change puzzle. Mm -hmm. It's only one of the contributing factors. It's broken down into transportation electricity other sources um, landfills and then beef he has at 1.9 percent um so i went on the epa website i actually couldn't find this information uh, maybe because it's like five years old now um but the 2017 stats have agriculture at nine percent of the greenhouse gas emissions um, so it's still, it's like not a very um, big amount, but like how much transportation is involved in animal agriculture? How much of the electricity, because mm-hmm. you have to keep um, after the animal is slaughtered, like you have to keep yeah. the meat like frozen or mm-hmm. like at least chilled in a refrigerator. So there's so much electricity and transportation involved, yeah. like the transportation. How much land is used. Yeah, the land. The pollution. Yeah, the, the manure pit. So there's so much more um, than this like uh, greenhouse gas emissions chart um, when it comes to climate change. The guest he had on, I forget his name, but he was like, oh yeah, the cow farting. And it's funny, it's like, that's like... Um, it's actually like the cows burping mm-hmm. <laughs> that is like producing the methane, um, not so much farting, um, but it's like the belching that's releasing methane, which has like a greater uh, global warming potential than CO2 emission. And also the methane that comes off of the pits of manure. Right. That's contributing to the uh, methane uh, emissions. But one thing that's like really important for keeping like carbon dioxide uh, amounts down is having our trees and our Mm -hmm. forests because they take CO2 out of the air. So the biggest contributor to clear cutting a forest is animal agriculture. So it's funny he's not like he's like conveniently leaving out all of that and only talking about... um, this one chart that just is putting the methane from the cow belching at 1.9% and it's from five years ago. I don't know if this is right, not a scientist, that uh, it's getting smaller for the first time Uh-oh. in like 20 years. Like it's probably from wall. cow farts. Cow farts are healing it. <laughs> smaller is good? I just don't like a guy who thinks he's going to fix the diet of everyone. You might, uh, what, have you already did debates with people who are pro-carnivore or pro-omnivorous diet, people that have changed their health because they started eating organ meats and they, I mean, there's a guy named Chris Kresser, I've had him on my show a couple of times, and he's, he explains like what goes wrong with a vegetable-based diet, with a Mm -hmm. vegan diet, with some people. 
Okay, so I actually feel bad for this guy, Chris Kresser. He used to be vegan. He had some health issues going on and for one reason or another like went back to um, eating animal products but now he is so dedicated to getting like nutrition information out that is purely anti-vegan i guess because he failed at it yeah so now he feels like oh he has to like bat like put all of this um anti-vegan stuff out yeah um I'm just like on his website now. He has like this article is eating meat good for you. Here's the research. Um, the answer is an emphatic yes. Here's the research to prove it. And just going through some of the studies um, like nutrient density and bioavailability. He's talking about one that um, calcium absorption with soy protein because of the high phytic acid content. Well, like there's studies showing that the higher phytic acid um, content in your in your diet the denser your bones are so this doesn't really add up he's kind of um, like cherry picking mm -hmm. different things um, even like one of my professors at UBC I don't know if I mentioned this on one of the episodes before but he was studying calcium absorption in regards to oxalic acid and yeah, it inhibits absorption in the upper GI tract, but when our bacteria, it always comes down to our gut microbiome, mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy. Um, when our good gut bacteria lower down, <clears throat> eat oxalic acid, it creates an environment where calcium absorption is enhanced. So maybe the net okay. like calcium absorption, maybe it's like zero, mm -hmm. um, but you're not decreasing your calcium absorption. So we don't really know like the whole story. And there is um, also the piece where like the more phytic acid you eat, the more phytic acid degrading bacteria you have in your gut. So... I don't know. I just found it interesting that like the higher phytic acid intakes mm -hmm. are being linked to like stronger bones. So he's not including that study conveniently. Um, another one is like from 1999 and it's about the iron status of Australian male vegetarians. Well, if you're vegetarian and you're eating lots of calcium mm -hmm. uh, or lots of dairy, the calcium in the dairy... Um, makes it harder for your body to absorb iron yeah and this was 20 years ago so there wasn't that much talk about the importance of having vitamin c with your iron mm -hmm. to enhance bioavailability another one was like the boston area vegetarians and vegans that have iodine deficiency they um were not using salt or seaweeds okay so again it's like a very like yeah. subgroup of people who aren't doing vegan properly yeah um we could go on and on but yeah that his site is just basically all of these studies not yeah. the whole story because he doesn't provide like the counter like all the the studies that show the opposite yeah. of what he's saying not to mention the blue zones. So we've brought this up before mm -hmm. many times, but like the longest living populations in the yeah. world all exist on like a predominantly plant-based diet. Um, everything we're learning about the microbiome. So yes, some people get deficiencies on a vegan diet. Some people get deficiencies on a non-vegan yeah. diet. You can do any diet incorrectly yeah. if you're not paying attention. And look at what the 
hospitals are filled with yeah. is like non-vegan people with chronic diseases. Yeah. So where is the conversation about that? Yeah. Um, so it's just really old kind of mentality mm-hmm. of like, oh, you'll end up with a deficiency. Okay, yeah, if you do it incorrectly, yeah. just like you'll end up with a like fiber deficiency and antioxidant deficiency. Yeah. And if like you're doing keto and you have to like supplement with potassium, yeah. which is ridiculous because there's so much potassium in plant foods, but just because you're like not eating enough plants. Yeah. Um, so it's a very like one-sided conversation. Very. And I find that he does that a lot. He'll mention one person that said something once like, Chris, he explains mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, and? he explains his experience <laughs> yeah, yeah. of like <clears throat> not doing vegan properly and having yeah. to like revert back to like eating animal products and I feel yeah. really bad for him yeah. for having to go through that. Like I'm a nutritionist. I don't want people to have like health issues. Yeah. And that's why your whole thing is about going vegan the right way because mm-hmm. there will be those arguments that constantly, "Oh, I did it, but I I can't do mm-hmm. it this way." And I always try to go back to, like, did you see a plant-based nutritionist or a vegan nutritionist? Because it can be done as long as it's done correctly. Yeah. Which is just like a non-vegan diet. Yeah. Do it correctly. Exactly. (laughs) You still have a lot of uh, uh, other things that you'll have to deal with down the road. Exactly. But Um, like vegans are put under this microscope all the time that if a vegan has any sort of health issue it's because of the vegan diet always you know and he's yeah. gonna be t- like the whole when we started the episode with Jaden smith oh, yeah so it just really doesn't add up and it's not fair that you're skewing all the information yeah some people have these nutritional deficiencies and it leads itself to chronic illness mm-hmm. and it happened with him and he explains it and it doesn't mean that you can't live on a vegetable diet the problem is people get cultish with this shit and they jump on, you know, they they want you to think only the way they do, and they have virtue in their their the way of living. Virtue is the problem. You know, that the vegans want you to think that they're doing right and they're causing no harm. Well, unless you're growing your own fucking vegetables in your own little organic backyard, you're definitely causing some harm. Are you causing less animal harm? Well, that's debatable. Um, this is the first time I've actually heard him say that whether or not vegans are causing less harm is debatable. (laughs) Is that really debatable? So we're not paying people to slaughter animals for us? That's debatable? And like supply and demand isn't a thing? That's debatable? (laughs) Like, I know that I'm not Living in this world is gonna cause harm. Yeah, we're not in a vegan world. We don't, we're not delusional. We're not going around thinking that we can live off of air. Yeah and not cause any impact or any harm like if we have to eat something yeah either plants or like plants with animals Mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer that plants is going to cause less harm yeah and if he is going with that argument of it's debatable whether or not eating plants causes less harm than eating animals because of the mice because of the mice and things again go back and look at what your animals are eating the animals that you eat the amount of crops and yeah. food it takes to feed yeah. them. Um, it's sad. It is sad. It's sad. So it's not debatable. It's just about causing less yeah. harm. There's like unintentional harm and then intentional harm. Yes. 
buying an animal product, meat, dairy, fish, whatever, from the supermarket is intentional harm. Yeah. Accidentally stepping on an ant or, like, picking a pear and, like, squishing a bug that was on it or something. Yeah. That's unintentional. Yeah. So he's trying to make something more extreme. Yeah. He's trying to make it, like, he's selling the idea that being yeah. vegan is extreme and that we think and that you can't even you know accidentally kill an insect yeah if you go vegan but joe come on i'm like i've been your like yeah. a listener for many many years come back to reality please yeah what about insects do you count insects because they're getting smashed and crushed if you're, you're I don't getting think they do large-scale grain operations yeah yeah well we do it all day long but could you imagine if we took meat away we'd have like meat speakeasies and shit where we'd have to like hide meat they're doing you know? it in certain schools really yeah they're doing it in cool schools they're they're giving kids meatless meals it's fucking terrible for them it's really just, yeah for developing kids Look, well it's, it's cafeteria not good. food I mean, was never that's top all, notch it's all dog shit right yeah yeah but they need some animal protein most kids do when they're growing up so kids need animal protein I don't know what he thinks is in animal protein that you can't get from plant protein, but this is just so wrong. Um, the Dietitian and Nutrition Associations of Canada, the United States, the UK, they all um, say that a vegan, a well-planned vegan diet is suitable for all stages of life. Mm -hmm including like pregnancy, infancy, yeah. um, children while they're growing. Um, so I don't know where he's getting this from. I mean, probably from where he's getting a lot of these other yeah, things. From the, carnist, from. from the Carnist Diet yeah. websites, carnivores. Um, there is a, a study that we'll link to here. Uh, it's the nutrient profiles of vegetarians and non-vegetarians. And I'll just read off the protein um, amounts. So on average, non-vegetarians get about 75.8 grams of protein per day. And that, uh, for most people, I mean, depending on size and activity level, um, for most people that will like exceed their needs. And then vegetarians get on average 72.3 grams. So it's pretty much the same. What is different is the average amount of fiber. So non-vegetarians mm. only get 30 grams. And then vegetarians were getting 46 grams. So we definitely want like 30 should be like the minimum mm -hmm. amount of fiber that people get. Um, but I mean, all life stages can thrive on a vegan diet yeah so I don't know why he's saying that and we already talked about like protein packages yeah so if like the head of the department of nutrition for yeah. Harvard is even saying like to choose plant protein yeah. packages over animal proteins then yeah good for the schools for doing meatless yeah. Mondays like that is and then that's an amazing thing I mean for the environment alone get with the times man <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is one of the reasons why vegans have been arrested for having malnourished Whoa, babies. Is that right? Yeah, you never heard of that? No, it's I don't read really the news. really common. Wow. Vegans get arrested for having malnourished babies. It's been in the news many times. Oh, Many geez. different versions of That's it. That's terrifying. Yeah. It's like you're not getting enough nutrients. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's go over some of these stories. 
because they're really sad um and yeah fucking is like devastating that this happened to these poor children mm-hmm. but it's more to do with their parents being incapable mm-hmm. <laughs> and like like one lady was suffering like from postpartum uh, depression yeah really badly um which is not an excuse but like she obviously didn't have like the support and help that she needed mm-hmm. um okay so let's go over some of these in australia there was a vegan uh couple that um, was arrested because their 20-month-old had rickets and was underweight. Um, so rickets is from lack of vitamin D. Um, they obviously were not supplementing with vitamin D. This is super fucking important for vegans and non-vegan parents to give their babies vitamin D because we don't get enough sunlight. Um, so, yeah, I mean omnivore kids can get rickets as well if they don't get a vitamin d supplement because basically it's for dietary um sources it's only in really fatty fish and then dairy products are fortified with a form of vitamin d along with like non-dairy plant milks Mm -hmm. as well um underweight so this child was not fed sufficient calories Um, They mentioned oats, potatoes, rice, tofu, bread, peanut butter, and rice milk. Um, So I don't know what the breastfeeding status was for this child, but overall it sounds like they just were not given enough food, Mm -hmm. which is really sad. Yeah. Because now it's like a reflection. It's making it seem like a reflection of a vegan diet in general. Yeah. Yeah. in Florida, there was a five-month-old that um, had to be taken away from their parents. Uh, the child had severe dehydration and was only being given like a potato mash okay. type meal. Um, I'm really confused by this because really you don't start introducing foods other than breast milk or like if the parents if the mom can't breastfeed for whatever reason um infant formula is the only other suitable option or donor breast milk would be like a more ideal option um but at five months old like were they not being breastfed because Mm -hmm. lack of fluids uh that would indicate that yeah they were not getting enough breast milk um and then already being given a potato mash yeah that's um yeah that's just not that's not a vegan that's not how you feed a vegan Mm -hmm. child yeah um and then in belgium this one's really sad because the child died uh they were only seven months old and they were only being fed vegetable milk so just a regular like not not infant Mm -hmm. formula which they should have been given because infants and toddlers and children they have such a high demand for calories because they're growing and a regular like plant milk is not suitable it's not a suitable replacement for breast milk Mm -hmm. it's not suitable for weaning um after a child or once a child like starts eating um 
like all of the foods as long as they're getting enough proteins fats vitamin d then they can have like plant milks on top of that but Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be like relied upon as a source of any of those nutrients that is so Um, sad so yeah this is it's so fucked up um but i mean how many non-vegan children are is their health suffering like maybe it's not like starvation unless there's like poverty or like extreme um uh, child neglect yeah but like our hospitals are filled with non-vegan children and people like 18 percent of children in the united states are obese yeah. So are they, are those parents being um, accused of like child oh, man. neglect? If, if those parents were <laughs> vegan, that would be, yeah. all, over be all over the news as like an epidemic. Um, 10 to 20 million children in the U.S. have a, some form of chronic disease. Yeah. So type 2 diabetes used to only, um, it used to be called like adult onset because yeah. we didn't see it in children. Um, so now we're seeing it in children, yeah. so like the obesity. Um, by the age of three, a lot of children even have like fatty streaks in their arteries oh that sets them up for um, atherosclerosis yeah. and heart disease later on in life. So there's like incorrect ways yeah. to feed children whether or not they're vegan or not and again like vegans are just people who don't eat animal products that does not make them immune to being assholes or idiots yeah (laughs) there's still always going to be those people who make devastating mistakes and child abuse yeah on either side um and instead of looking at the individual person like was this person mentally ill what were they going through what was the bigger story it's just yeah. a blanket statement of just like oh they were vegan it's because they were mm-hmm. vegan and their child was vegan yeah. and that's why and now let's say that nobody can raise healthy children on a vegan diet yeah. there is a couple um i think they live in indonesia or something but they're fruitarian mm-hmm. and they had a baby i think almost a year ago and i'm like actually like really concerned for mm-hmm. that child um just because the mother is not getting sufficient calories yeah. or macronutrients or micronutrients. So, of course, her breast milk isn't going to be supplying that. So, I mean, if you're going to be vegan and have children, work with a, like, nutritionist. And why or, cut like, out even more things? Yeah, I don't really I get the fruitarian yeah. thing. I mean, we should probably do an episode on that. Uh, and because, raw food, too. Yeah, because yeah. I don't get why you already have like this amazing plant-based yeah. diet option but then you're going to cut out all yeah. the vegetables and just eat I fruit. know I know that doesn't sound right yeah so I mean there's gonna be people who just uh maybe shouldn't have kids or they yeah. need to like do some more research first yeah um, but to say it's really common yeah i don't know why is that because really i tried common. to look online too to see like yeah. how many cases and things yeah like. the the most like i was going through like page one of google results page yeah. two page three and they were all going back to that australian couple yeah. and then i found like the florida one and the one in belgium yeah um and i think there was one in italy a few yeah. years ago as well but i mean this is just a very very small percentage yeah. of vegan parents with vegan babies and yeah. children. 
to me, this part of his rant was purely like fear mongering. Yeah. Like I'm gonna end this with a on a strong note to really scare people away from the vegan diet. Yeah. Just reaching. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Yeah. When I heard that part, I was like, because it is so devastating too, and it's so sad. Um, And then to kind of exploit those Mm -hmm. few cases that you've heard about and again try to scare people away from this really healthy way of being yeah it's fucked up that's why it's awesome that you offer the um healthy mom healthy baby plant-based guide like i had to put that together because i was like getting so many parents who were vegan as clients and i just wanted to have the information more accessible to everyone in the world and like have it a really cheap price point yeah so they can have like a guide to be like okay this is what i have to do to not fuck this up yeah so that's available if anybody is listening and they're pregnant or they're worried now after hearing that information Work with an expert. Don't yeah. risk it. Mm-hmm. I grew up on a lot of shellfish, and I've noticed a lot of my New York friends can't eat shellfish. Yeah, it's real common. It's yeah. a real common illness. But it's so good. Imagine not having shrimp. I know. That's kooky. I would have to kill myself. We found out on Fear Factor that if you're allergic to shellfish, you're also allergic to roaches. What? Yeah. I grew up with both of those. So we wanted to end on a bit of a lighter note, uh, since this has been a pretty intense uh, episode, but we just thought this was super funny Yeah. Um, that they were like surprised by this, but yeah, shellfish and shrimp, they're the fucking roaches of the ocean. Yeah. They're the same <laughs> like species. So of course, if you're allergic to shellfish, you're going to be allergic to roaches. I thought that was hilarious because I remember, I think it might have been before I went vegan or right around the same yeah. time. I think and it was before. Yeah. And I was saying I never really have a, had an appetite yeah. for uh, like um, shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Cause people are like, Oh, don't you miss shrimp? I'm like, well, I actually never really liked it. Yeah. Um, especially after, like I told you that and you were like, well, yeah, they're the fucking cockroaches of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ew, I know. you're right. That's, uh, one of the only true things he said during yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> during that rant. <laughs> so, All right. Thanks for hanging in there with yeah. us. And Joe, like, we don't, uh, we don't hate you. Yeah, we don't hate you. We just wish that you wouldn't state opinions and like one-sided things as facts. Because mm-hmm. you have a lot of listeners and you have a lot of influence. Yeah. And you just are giving out the wrong information. And we just felt like it was really important. This episode was actually supposed to be about uh, universal yeah. basic income. But after hearing this latest episode yeah. on his podcast, we're like, let's just jump on this now. <laughs> Especially um, about the child, yeah, like the children. Yeah, I hope we didn't sound like a couple of angry vegans. <laughs> we are very passionate about this, yeah, and um, we did our best to stay calm. And yes. I think the wine helped a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, or made us more uh, ranty. Definitely got me a little red. Yeah, a little red right now. But um, yeah, let us know if you have any questions. You can email us at veganbossradio at gmail or like comment on our yeah. Instagram. We'll probably do a post about this when the episode is out. Let us know what you think.
This episode of Vegan Boss Radio is brought to you by Plant Life Nutrition. Plant Life Nutrition is Vancouver's first fully vegan nutrition store. This is also where I offer my vegan nutrition, coaching services, and custom meal plan services. And these are available both in person at the store and online. And what's so great about Plant Life is when you shop at the store, you know everything is vegan approved and nutritionist approved. So they've really done the homework for you. For 10% off all products and services, follow them on Instagram at Plant Life Nutrition and comment Vegan Boss on their latest posts. 